Hello and welcome to Q&A Quest episode, uh... 143. Uh, 143. I'm your host, Mike F's, a.k.a. and with me as always. The last of Barrett's privateers, David McBurney, Fabulous Master. Uh, currently working his way across the continent as a free-for-hire executioner, apparently. Um, Dijiman Otari. And our new saga-loving friend... It's the RPG Saga Track. Saga Track. <laughs> it's oh. like Backtrack, but with Saga instead, because Saga's better than anything. <laughs> I'm, sad, I'm sad that I haven't been on any Saga Backtrack. Saga's awesome. I think I've Very been on good. all of the Saga Backtracks at this point. To be fair, our podcast once did essentially an unofficial Saga Backtrack way back, so, you know. At least one, possibly multiples. This was like episode seven. I don't know how me and Wheels got away with that without getting turfed out. Eh, <laughs> you know. Saga, 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 saga. So, uh, Scarlet Grace came in. Mm-hmm. It's good. So good. Oh my gosh, so good. I didn't even realize it... how good it is. It's oh, really good. It's really good. <laughs> restored my faith in a series it's interesting because to me it feels like the game that kawazu was trying to make with unlimited saga sort of very likely very similar because they're both very rooted in like trying to capture the feeling of a tabletop campaign that can kind of lurch and meander yeah Although Unlimited Saga was more all about the dungeons with all the skill checks and stuff, and this is, seems to be more about like just the overall yeah, adventure. Yeah, I think that it's it was the people working on the design, Kawazu and his team, kind of better understanding what would actually get the feelings they were trying to evoke. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And like the part of tabletop games that people typically like are not the bits where they keep failing a skill check and get eaten by wolves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, that's that's the way I describe this game to people. Uh, you know, if you've played the board top uh, or the tabletop board game, you know RPG hybrid dealies that are all the rage. Uh, this is this is what this is on steroids. I mean, it's it's just massive and it's big. It's got all these different events, and uh, you know, there's just tons of choices, and it's all good. Good. I was really happy early on when I picked a bunch of fruit and then walked by some sheep and they ate it and turned into monsters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Meg say, but yep. Yeah, yeah, that's totally fine. The shepherd's like, "What the heck did you do to my sheep?" Oh, yeah, he was really not happy about that. I was glad that he didn't. That there's no money for him to try to take from me, <laughs> because I probably owed him. Oh man, uh, I I remember one of the early things I did was it was like, oh, it's like this nice looking sea dinosaur or something is trying to get to the ocean. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna open the sluice gate that led no! him right to monsters, and he died. <laughs> and it's like, oh, oh no. <laughs> What have I done? Kill the monster first. <laughs> there was a great uh, moment earlier on where I was like, I ran into like this firebird that was like flying around, and like yeah. one of my party members was like, "We should kill it. We should absolutely kill it." And I was like, "That it's not doing anything. That seems wrong. I'm not going to do that." And then like the guy, the, there's like a guy following it. who's like, "Oh man, that sacred bird just landed there. I better build something here." It's like, oh. 
but I didn't just murder that guy's sacred bird in front of him. <laughs> oh, Harry, man. You're not playing Taria's um, quest line then because she has to murder that thing twice. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm playing, I, I just took who it gave me, which means that I'm playing as Leonard. Okay, good. Um, he, he's got a pretty good one. He's searching for the, the lo- fabled city. Yeah, he keeps looking for the fabled city, and they're all like, why the hell are you searching for that? This is You're literally looking for, like, you might as well be looking for Narnia. <laughs> I, I started playing his storyline on the mobile version, and I, I just thought the beginning was hilarious, because it's like, oh, this random damsel in distress gave me these weird instructions. I'm going to throw throw out all my plans and do this. Like, everyone points out, you don't do anything. Why yeah. are you doing this? Uh, I forget the girl's name. It's yeah. just like, you're an idiot. <laughs> you're an absolute idiot, but she has to follow him to make sure that he doesn't do something idiotic enough to get him killed. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, in the other three, um, with the other three main characters, if you run into him in Yaxart later, he's like, you know, I, I really, this area is just really boring. I want to go somewhere. How about, where, where are you from? That sounds interesting. Can I go with you? And you're like, why can't you go by yourself? Well, I don't know. I've never been out of this area before. I mean, yeah. So he just I'd have no reason. Right along. Yeah. He he. This really for no, him. This was much, just the reason to not to not stay where he is. <laughs> pretty much, he, he just wants to go somewhere, and he's not quite sure about whether he can survive outside of the of Markham Yaxart because he's never been outside it. Mm-hmm. So this is his excuse. Mm-hmm. I do. Uh, I do also want to highlight how good and interesting the combat this one is. Mm. Oh my goodness gracious! <laughs> it's so awesome. Like, oh my god. Um, my game impression remark on it was basically it's like they're trying to make a, every battle into a kind of a puzzle and how you can best um, manipulate turn order. <laughs> yeah, in some ways, I would say it feels like someone. It, it kind of takes the. FF10 count time battle system and kind of adds more to the aspect of turn manipulation. Mm-hmm. Because, like... While keeping the all-action set within one turn aspect of all the saga games. Yeah. It's a very... Like, you pick up the the way that it works fairly quickly in a way that's surprisingly intuitive, so... You know, good work there. That's... Yeah. That's also a worthwhile statement. Surprisingly intuitive. (laughs) I was tweeting... I remember one battle I managed to win despite spamming foot swipe with one of my frontline characters and so that the thing couldn't spam its hit everything attack and kill me the next round. (laughs) Sweep the legs. Sweep the legs. Yep. Thankfully it had legs. (laughs) What were you tweeting? So I was tweeting... I was tweeting how... uh, I tweeted a 30-second segment of where... Uh, so as you guys were pointing out, it's it's based on your turn order, so it shows your turn order at the bottom, and if your character, or if an enemy's in between a couple of your characters and you eliminate that enemy, and now your characters are touching, they'll get a free attack together. And I showed where that's exactly what happened. I had like three or four characters that came together once we eliminated an enemy in the middle. Then they teamed up, eliminated another enemy that was separating them from another team member. They came together. <laughs> they went ahead and ganged up and gang dog piled on another enemy. And it was just like a, it was just like a domino effect. And I love, love, love RPG systems that do that. You know, to this day, uh, is it Kessin? No, Dynasty Tactics Two, a game that very, very few people know of. And I love the fact that it was a tactical, kind of a tactical RPG, 
But what's really cool is that a lot of the attacks would move the enemies around. And if you moved an enemy in front of another army soldier, whatever, that had a special action cute, it would automatically activate. And in doing this, you know, intelligently, you could set up this pinball effect where this poor enemy would just get knocked back and forth all over the board and just, you know, be devastated. And that's what it reminded me of. It was just so much fun. Like you said, it kind of makes things feel a little bit like a puzzle, but it's and I generally don't like puzzles in my RPGs, but it's a, it's got multiple solutions. It's just how you want to figure it out and how you want to make it work. And it was just it was just so much fun. Yeah, it's very and important. Have the effect that occasionally they will spark new attacks as bonus actions in the battle. So on more than one occasion, I just set up a turn and went to do something and came back. I'm like, how did I just win this? <laughs> there were like three or four enemies in the in the battle that turn, and now they are all dead. I'm looking at the victory credits. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I need to bring up when I started playing it, and I got to the like party preparation screen, and it started like shredding on the electric guitar for some reason and that's the that is only the party customization music the actual battle music is way more sedate than the customization music it's <laughs> incredibly interesting to me uh and and it and 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 in a lot of turn-based rpgs jrpgs i've often said before how i hate you know generic combat systems where it really just comes down to attack attack heal it just gets so boring after 30 years but here, even on the even on the easier battles that you probably could just dial it in, uh, you don't want to, not only because it's just fun to see the combos happen, but because there's oftentimes extra rewards for meeting certain objectives that make even the easy fights harder. But they're completely optional. If you're already in a hard fight, you can ignore them and it's not the end of the world. But mm -hmm. for your moderate, your easy to moderate combats, it'll be like use an all-woman team or defeat the last enemy using one of those big uh, unified attacks or whatever have you. And trying to keep all that stuff in mind can turn a moderate combat into something you want to think through in order to harvest those extra rewards. Especially if you're in, for example, the second um, the second uh, major quest for Belmont and you only have three female characters and you're trying to meet the girl power party requirement. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. That battle was a lot harder than I needed it to be, but hey, those ladies needed the experience. So. Yeah, I've and only got won. like three ladies oh. and five, six guys, and that yeah, that that's hard. It is but always. Because... Oh, go ahead. Oh, I'm just saying it is always exciting when like you trigger an event that just ends with someone like joining you. Mm-hmm. And and what's what is cool is, is it uses that action economy. Uh, you start off with like four action points, and you scale up as the battle you know goes into a long term, and um, uh, and that means that even if you're just down, whether you're just playing with just the three ladies or you're down a team member or two, it's not the end of the world. Uh, in most RPGs, that usually spells instant doom because of the you know the the action disadvantage you're at against you know a foe that outnumbers you. But here you can just use those. You're still going to have your eight points. So the remaining two members can just do bigger moves. Hmm. Oh, man. Oh. It's, it's a really impressively thought out game, especially given that it's also clearly a fairly low budget, budget one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, part of my original impression of the game was that, oh, this was somehow partly designed with smartphones in mind because it just seems to have a little bit of that aesthetic in yeah it's weird how long it spent as a Vita exclusive because of how much it feels like it was also designed to run on phones <laughs> and the interface works really well on phones i must say oh i believe it 
but it also now runs on everything in English except for the Vita, sadly. But everything else. <laughs> Somebody actually tweeted me a question about that a couple days ago, and like, yeah, I don't know if you can play the Vita, the Japanese Vita version in English because I don't have it. I've been playing the Vita, oh, not I mean the Switch version in English because I don't have it because I've been playing the Vita version for a year and a half. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's there's no Here's English another. version of the Vita version. And... It, and and it looks really to me. I I can obviously I can tell it's a Vita game or whatever have you. But they but they took the care to upscale those things that need to be upscaled. The line art looks beautiful. I'm playing it on my big television. The colors are so vibrant. The art style mm. really does come through. Mm. Um, yeah, this isn't gonna be something that compares to like a Horizon mm. Zero Dawn or anything. But it is a very beautiful and attractive game, especially with the with the hand drawn art. Yeah, it's got a very strong art direction. Yeah, that's one thing you never have to complain about with the Saga games. It's the art direction. Mm-hmm. So, even Unlimited Saga had some pretty awesome art. Yeah, that was like the best part about Unlimited Saga. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, the, that and the music, all the aesthetic trappings. I'm remembering that, like, Leonard, every time I walk past, like, you'll see, like, little landmarks on the map that, like, they're little drawings, like, the sort of, like, things on an old map where it would just be, like, here be dragons and there's, like, a weird sea serpent drawing. You'll find those and they'll be on the map, but Leonard keeps wanting to, like, rub them off. And <laughs> my party members is just like, no, no, people are going to be real angry if you, like, rub these, like, line drawings off of the map with your foot. <laughs> Even though they later, it's later proven that he probably would have been better off actually destroying most of those things before they had a chance to activate. Oh, I believe it. <laughs> but have you it, activated any of them? No, no, not yet. We'll see what happens. I did, well, however, see like pretty easy. the the bird one requires a special event involving a tornado, and the lion one has to have the earth serpent breakthrough and get defeated first. I did find this, like, giant, this, like, weird earth giant that broke through the ground, and every time I killed one of its minions, it was just like, well, that came back. But I can't approach it itself, because it's like, well, you need to kill its minion before you can do anything. Um, which, is that in Provincia K? Uh, I'd have to double-check on the map where it actually is. That sounds like Provincia K, in which case you're going to have to examine the tree north of Rangoon City to mm. get an error message ask about looking into this weird stuff with one of the wells and investigate the well and you'll find the cultists. Mm, sounds fun. I'll have to look into that. At, at which point all of those clay soldier battles will turn into two battle sequences where you get rid of the soldiers and then get rid of the cultists behind them. That makes sense. And it, it, it's like only you only actually have to do that once and it'll take them all out across the board map. And then you can attack mm. this serpent. And then I can get killed by that. <laughs> I think you know, the serpents are actually pretty easy once you get used to them. You just spam poison massively. Mm. I mean, I poison is very powerful poison. in this game, by the way. Yes, mm-hmm. and guess who? Guess which starter character starts with a poison spell? Yeah, good have? luck getting four turns through and to use it. Um, no, it takes one one turn, sir. One turn. I'm shocked. Yeah. Oh, you talk. Oh, yeah. That poison spell so freaking useful. Oh yeah. yeah just take one turn. It's like my number one use spell for the game. Yeah. And and I will say like I was a little miffed at first that uh, the spells some of the of course more powerful spells will take two three four turns until you level them up, um, and that's that's pretty irritating in the risk proposition in that if that character gets stunned gets KO'd anything along those lines you've wasted those turns. 
But as I played the game more and more, I learned to appreciate the beauty of like, oh, but I don't need to spin action points on them the next round, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Whether the spell's going off or they're still casting it for another round or two, during those, I can focus the action points on the other characters while that person's kind of, um, you know, chanting. And when those go off, usually the payoff's kind of worth it. Sometimes it needs to level up once or twice to, to feel it, but... Uh, I, yeah, poison is one of those examples of that. It, you know, one it takes like two turns, I think, maybe to begin with. But once you level mm -hmm. it once, it, it goes down to one turn. Is it one of those? Yeah. Does it start off yeah, at one turn, one turn, or does it start? One turn. Yeah. What's that? Um, reduce the the BP cost for them. It's um, it's a one turn from the beginning. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then once you level it, the the but, BP cost is only two. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and if you just... the magical shower formation, it is only one. Nice. If you're there in the right position. Nice. Yeah. Plus, nice. um, if, you, if you get a combo attack, that reduces BP, BP cost and charge time. Ooh. So if you, get, if you get a really good combo down and or the character has a high skill level, then you can get even like the metal spell tower down to one turn charge. And that's normally a four turn charge time. So... Um. Uh, yeah, it's it's pretty cool. It just it goes right off, and it does that poison does an average. It seems like an average of forty fifty points of damage to to all enemies, and then on top of that, can damage poison them. That's that's insane. For up to for like forty to fifty damage average per round, as long as it lasts. Yeah, yeah. or more if it's a high or more if it's a high hit point enemy. Which is huge I mean, when yeah. you're when you're fighting a group of enemies. It's huge. I mean the. The uh, load time help comments that the game gives even will even tell you at one point that you know what if it's a high hit point enemy you better be using poison because so... they are specifically they're specifically susceptible to poison. <laughs> yeah, really, all of the all of the status effects in the game are very powerful. I remember being furious when one of my characters got confused because it just meant that they would like repeatedly use their highest power. Uh, like highest BP cost attacks in the stupidest way possible, <laughs> and it's like when they do that, like it immediately subtracts all of that BP from you. You, the rest of your party is immediately like defanged by the fact that they're using their highest power attack in the stupidest way possible. <laughs> What's that? What's that? No, no, wait a minute. No, combo attacks remove sleep and and paralysis. Sleep. I just looked at the stream wheels. What on earth are you playing? That's Monster Hunter, yo. Yeah. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Welcome to welcome to the hunt. Um. <laughs> yeah. Which one are you playing? Generations. Generations. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah, that's a good game. So, shall we actually get onto a question? Yeah, we've actually got some. I'm shocked given when the last episode was posted. Hey. Anyway, so oh, first time for serve with Victor from last uh, from the fifth here. Mm -hmm. So he starts off with always play Saga. Okay, I'll play more Revenant Saga later tonight. Mm. And I would like to point out Victor uh... that we recommended Saga with a capital S and a capital G specifically. Other games with the name Saga in them are play at your own risk, and this includes Unlimited Saga. Yeah, which is not capital G, because it is a very strange game. Also, yes. you prefer to play a Chemco RPG? I don't... What? <laughs> I mean, Chemco okay. RPGs are basically the B-movie comfort food of the genre. 
Yeah, I mean, there's probably nothing too offensive about it. I've never played it. Uh, if if it's the one I'm thinking of, it's the game I tried to review and repeatedly fell asleep playing because it was so boring. Wow. Sounds about right. Okay, so the question. I've always been wondering, how on earth did video game publisher Chemco establish themselves as a mobile retro RPG factory? Long The answer being that there was a niche in the industry and they decided to move into that and they have a good enough cost to profit ratio that it works. PS2 era mid-tier game budgets were not kind to Kempco, and I am certain that at some point they were probably teetering on the brink of extinction, so that probably worked out pretty well for them. <laughs> yeah. I played Batman Dark Tomorrow. Ask me about my feelings on Kempco. Oof. Was it Kempco as a developer or Kempco as a publisher? Because it seems to me they're mostly publishing um, stuff from studios under their aegis. Pretty sure that's how they were at the time, too. So, like, um, if I see something from Exacreate that's being published by Chemco, I know it's going to be fairly mediocre, but it's going might still be interesting. Okay, no, Exacreate, but not with other games, game studios that they publish. I looked at it. No, Batman Dark Tomorrow was Chemco internal. Don't play that, by the way. One of the worst things I've ever played. I play bad games for fun. Noted. <laughs> Obscure game, cute game, Batman Dark. Um, that's... And next part, what caused Kimco USA to be shut down, and does it matter? Probably not. There was For a digital Kimco distribution, USA. I don't think it matters to them at all. And how much blame does Kimco deserve for the rise of paid RPGs with in-game purchases? I mean, they were just riding a wave. Yeah, I'm thinking, yeah, they, they don't have the clout in the industry to really direct anything. They're just like, they noticed the direction they went with it. Also, yeah. if you played any of their games, they don't seem to have any creativity. <laughs> That's not what they're there for. Like, they aren't designed to challenge your idea of what an RPG is, like Saga Scarlet Grace Ambition, available now and on all major <laughs> platforms. Um, <laughs> being granted, the last Kimco game I played, again by Exacreate, was on a mobile phone, and it was a best attempt to translate a star ocean style action combat system into smart into cell phones you can't see the weird face i'm making right now (laughs) and it had like a total of 10 named characters total and massively recycled graphical assets all over but it was still kind of fun Mm. um i actually to uh to go into his next question have you ever paid real life money for an in-game power-up in any paid rpg Again, going back to this one Kimco game, since I actually got it for free because of a special um, promotion, I decided to, okay, let's chip in 100 yen for access to the bonus dungeon. So, Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, I was enjoying the game. I actually reviewed it, gave it two and a half, I think. Um, so, I mean, I felt, you know, I'll support the designers. Yeah. Perfect. Perfectly mediocre problem. <laughs> I mean, it could have been better with more time spent on graphics design or, you know, an attempt to add more story in or just being on a different platform. All those sound expensive. <laughs> just the point, yeah. I mean, this is the B-movie studio of RPGs. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you, you pick up a Chemco game because you want something simple that won't challenge your expectations and that will probably, like, 
enter leave your mind as quickly as it entered it, but not offend you. <laughs> I mean, I mean, if Roger Corman was still alive and in the video game industry, he'd probably be doing something like Kimco. Something like that. There'd probably be a bit more like grindhouse flair to it, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, just because he was kind of crazy on st- stuff at times. Yeah. yeah, but you know that same idea of just like workmanlike, eh, just get it done. <laughs> Oh, and I looked it up. That is the game I attempted to review on Wii U. Don't play that game. It sucks. <laughs> Roger Corman uh, is still alive. I didn't realize that. Yeah, I thought he had died a year or so ago. But he's still alive. Nine, age 93. Heavens. Yep. We just, we just lost a couple greats. Don't, don't lose us the B-movie, can you? We lost Big Bird. We lost Big Bird, and we lost uh, oh, man. Odo. Yeah, from DS9. Yeah. 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 No, I'm wondering how old Godfrey Ho is. But I don't think enough public information exists about Godfrey Ho to be sure. <laughs> He's still, like, making cameo appearances in, like, the progeny of his brand of beat movies, so he must still be alive. Let's see. Uh, what else? Um... Okay, continuing with Victor, if you have paid real-life money for a DLC power-up, then why did you do it? Again, to support the Met designers in that one case. I, did, I usually don't buy those things. I paid for a DLC power-up once, uh, but only in, like, it was a weird case here, because it was, uh, this is kind of an RPG, kind of not, depends on how you're looking at it. Dead Rising 2, off the record, had, like, essentially Game Shark cheats they sold you for a couple bucks, and it was like, that's a game that I'm playing to do very stupid things in. These will aid and abet my capacity to do very stupid things. <laughs> and they did! I punched a man, I punched a zombie and it went fly, cascading through other zombies. I got my money's worth. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I paid, uh, what was it, 99 cents or something like that on one of those Fire Emblem games to unlock a map or something or other. <laughs> and I just figured it was just like a tip, you know, I paid 40 bucks with another 99 cents, you know, and, and stuff. So I've done it before. I've done plenty of times. Yeah. Usually, I like, if I'm going to get DLC, I usually just buy the, buy the whole pass that they're trying to sell me. It's like, uh, I'm either going to get all of it or none of it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think I may have spent money on power-ups in Mugen Souls to aid in my efforts to be done with it forever. But I they were can't recall. That. I don't know. He One has purged too much of it from his memory. Yeah. Wheels was purging aspects of that game from his memory while he was playing it. That was a surreal <laughs> thing to listen to him try to reveal. I, I still remember somebody from... Um, from NIS asking or talking to me about that game I said oh one of our guys at RP Gamers is playing it right now and he asked me what does he think of it and I'm thinking how should I reply to this problem <laughs> and I finally had to say something like um, he's suffering from Moe overdose <laughs> <laughs> which at least got a laugh Wheels did not survive that what's here is nothing but a simulator Sorry. yeah Honestly, I think I was burnt more by Disgaea 5 than I was by that game. Wow. I think I've honestly complained about that game more. You have, but that's because you actually remember things about it. It's true. (laughs) I don't have to say that. 
it's true because I actually like the story, so I was somewhat invested in like playing through it. One day we'll trick you into playing Living Soul Z. Oh, no, you won't. It's been tempted. It's not going to happen. It's going to come then, out on then, Twitch and then, then we'll try by better men, yes. <laughs> oh, man. I remember the time that you almost got tricked before the last second asking what the code was for. No, it wasn't even that. It was, uh... So he sent... Max sent me, like, two codes, one of which was the actual thing I was going to be playing, and I was just, you know, blindly entering them into PSN, and almost clicked, like, redeem, and looked at, like, you know, it shows you what you're redeeming. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> Doesn't seem right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's like the, that's the frickin' Indiana Jones you have chosen, poorly. <laughs> like, if you had redeemed that, you would have immediately melted to dust. Yeah, I think it may have been like, um, I don't remember what it was that I was actually reviewing. It may have been, um, oh god, what's that roguelike from Nipponichi? Not this like predis- um, not a hero project. The one after that. Uh, um, um, it's the lottery one. Um, uh, hero time paradox, something like that. It's uh, guided guided time. fate paradox. Guided fate oh, yeah. paradox. Yeah, I think it may have been for that. My brain uh, was trying to combine the the one where the hero wins godhood in a an accidental like lottery yes i love that game (laughs) my brain tried to combine like zero zero escape guided fate paradox and the much the much disgusted uh time and eternity if anyone remembers that yeah oh i remember sam just hating on that one (laughs) beloved ps3 game i I, uh, I kind of like the art just because i was a fan of the artist but it's still no didn't turn out so good. Oh, man. I'm surprised that that still has space in my brain. I don't know what happened there. Oh, man. Okay. Do we have some non-Kemco yeah, questions? Okay, well, the very next one from Budai. Have you ever played an RPG on story mode setting? No. I'm not, I what haven't played f- that many RPGs with a story mode. I tried that with Baldur's Gate once because I found the actual mechanics of AD&D 2nd Edition to be too irritating to deal with. How, how dare you, sir? How dare you? Prove me wrong, Wheel. Dares quite well. Prove me wrong, Wheels. What? Give That's... me my Thacko, sir. Thacko's awesome. You don't even like Thacko. Sure I do. It's Thackerific. Off. Okay. So, and, and the funny thing is, I'm like the biggest, you know. Well, maybe not the biggest, but I do play a lot of D and like D. I like D and I have no problem going back and playing even the Gold Box D and D games from the '80s. But everyone who heard me rant about Baldur's Gate knows that I liked it in spite of the combat system, not because <laughs> of it. And that's because they took what is a very complex turn-based system and they tried to turn it into something real time. So I'm sitting here pausing every microsecond mm. half the time because what my team members are doing is not what I think they should be doing. Like I thought I set them to do this and then they 
pathfinding is wrong or their AI isn't working the way I expect it to. And my favorite one, of course, is when you're wizard, you get them to start casting a fireball or stick cloud other AOE. And you hit on pause, and that's when you realize that all your fire, everyone really just heading in that general direction. So they're all going to get hit by the fireball. <laughs> they're all about and, to get hit by the cloud. And you're like, pull, come back, guys, come back. Of course, as soon as you make them come back, the enemies are moving back in real time, which is in the tabletop game. This is never a concern. You cast the spell, you say exactly where it goes, and it hits exactly who you expect it to hit. Um, yeah, no, I'm this is a problem I've had with Pathfinder Kingmaker in the past as well, because I just can't keep up with stuff fast enough. I'm still mad at the long-term damage that Frickin' Baldur's Gate did to combat systems on that style of RPG. Make them mm -hmm. turn-based, and I will suddenly be able to play them. <laughs> Preach it, brother. Preach it. <laughs> they yep. added turn-based mode to Pillars of Eternity 2. This isn't impossible. Mm-mm. Is, uh, oh, yeah. is Divinity Original Sin turn-based, or is that also is. like Baldur's Gate? It is. Ooh. Which it gives is. me hope for Baldur's Gate 3. Ooh. I mean, depending on how we're counting a story mode setting, if we count the automated battle setting on most Tales games, I'm probably guilty a few times. Specifically, <laughs> of the Tempest and of Innocence. Earned. Wow. Um, oh man, that reminds me of the Tales of Destiny remake punishing you if you did that too much. Nice. If you're just running oh, yeah. around on the world map in auto battle, you'll get attacked by the boss of Tales of Destiny 2. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, Hopefully for... that doesn't happen with Tales of Innocence, where you can, since the save points will auto-heal you just by stepping on them, all you have to do is keep standing on the save point, and monsters will spawn close enough to be aggroed, and they will attack you, and you can just defeat them on autopilot, come back a minute later, button to, um, to get yourself out of the end page and heal up instantly. That seems bad. <laughs> Even if, like, half your party got healed. Heal up instantly. There were a couple times where I just kind of went and did other stuff for a while and just came back back every now and then, hit the A button, and um, leveled up five levels to get the boss. That's weird. Why would they make it and, like... Oh, never mind. Never mind. I still need to actually type up the review for this game, but it's, I mean going to be talking about having reviewed the good the bad or the good the bad and the froggy and now it's time for the mediocre <laughs> yeah that's basically how things went yeah uh, so for me i mostly play rpgs for the systems and mechanics and battle systems and all that good stuff and if the story is great great but it's i will i will take a game with a terrible story and awesome like battle mechanics and systems over a game with a great story and boring combat any day of the week. And yet you're a Baldur's Gate fan. <sighs> so I will... I, I, mean, I, did, I did say like once I kind of learned to accept it on its terms it was, it was at least deep. Um, I just I, had I, to I, give that dig at him. Yeah, uh, of course. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I don't blame you there. Uh, <laughs> but how yeah. do you feel about Icewind Dale 2? <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. I don't know what it is about the difficulty here. And maybe I'm just the stupid kid on the block. I, I just And I looked at other reviews and stuff afterwards to see, no, no one else really complained about the difficulty spikes. It's just Phil. Phil must not understand third edition rules. I, I don't just, know. The way to understand I, third edition rules is to cast haste. 
Right? I mean, Haste is your friend in any edition before fifth, but, but especially I mean, third edition. Yeah, especially third. Uh, yeah, no doubt. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Maybe just didn't I, select the correct feats. Yeah, I know, right? Um, so yeah, I, I, but I did enjoy. I did. I did enjoy one once I learned to ex- kind of accept it on its terms and stop playing it the way I play the tabletop, etc., etc., etc. But it could be like I've played since then. Obviously, we've played like other real-time action RPGs that, when they're built from the ground up with that system in mind, then it's a much more pleasant experience. And I can't remember the name of it. It's like Archibeth, something or rather. Uh, but I got it on GOG one time. It was like 20 bucks, and it's basically inspired by Baldur's Gate, but designed from the ground up to be this real-time team-based combat system. And so what they did is they give you a little bit less team members. Uh, there's less skills. Because it's going to real-time, you don't need 812 choices. Mm. Um, and and what was really cool is it would show you exactly where uh, the, the spells would, would take place. Like there was an outline. Oh, my gosh. And most of the area of effect spells only affected like enemies or allies or whatever have you. So there wasn't so much concern about friendly fire. Um, yeah, no, it was pretty cool. Yeah, I almost, yeah, think, like... I almost think they were too, they stuck too close to the Dungeons and Dragons rules for a real time yeah. system. Yeah, like that system wasn't really designed for that, especially because you're expected to be managing six party members. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which typically a person playing D&D is really. Like they might be concerned with how their abilities are going to interact with other characters, but they're most concerned about what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's actually what they did with uh, Neverwinter Nights that I don't think a lot of people like understood because they were too busy complaining that it wasn't another Baldur's Gate. Was they made that game like focused on you're making your one character and you're like role playing that character's experience. And, they really wanted to capture that aspect of tabletop. As we've learned throughout this podcast, people have been trying to capture tabletop RPGs in video game form for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. But it's just like, it just seemed like a no It's like, guys, turn-based, turn-based. <laughs> That's what tabletop the real-time, is. The real-time really doesn't add anything to this combat. It just makes uh, it more irritating. The masses, uh, the masses just can't handle it. They're too impatient. They'll fall asleep. No, no. Uh, okay, let's let's move on before I get angry again. Uh, <laughs> it's for the masses. The masses that purchased oh. what, like, ten million copies of Final Fantasy VII's turn-based combat. That's technically real time. It's just real time in a yeah. way that's much more digestible. Yeah, technically, but yeah, S- still. You're going to be waiting for your turn more often than you're putting like having multiple turns queued up that level of uh real time would have worked much better for Baldur's Gate (laughs) Mm -hmm. oh man oh man that reminds me of a thing that amused me greatly they just uh revised the box art for FF7 remake to include exclusive to PlayStation 4 smaller text until March 3rd 2021 (laughs) I am kind of amused that Sony could not convince them not to include the exact date at which point they would be allowed to port it to everything else under the sun. <laughs> so Switch, for that Switch version from, 2021? Switch version Switch version's not happening. Switch <laughs> 2 version 2023, though. <laughs> Bet on it. You heard it here first. Nah. So, uh... 
Epic Store version 2021. Oh, man. Oh, man. That would be hilarious. I'm into it. <laughs> Somebody trolling. Yeah. What? Me troll? No. Never. Never. Politely, politely making sure that Wheels is not allowed to talk about Breath of Fire. Um, <laughs> well, there was that was in the news. <laughs> it was. It's, it's coming. Breath of Fire Two on SNES Online on your Switch. Maybe don't play that version because it's got real bad translation. Maybe don't play any for. Sorry, I can't. I can't. I can't stop myself. I, can't I know stop you can. I know. <laughs> Uh, you can't be stopped, you can't be reasoned with. Just give yeah. me a Dragon Quarter port on Switch, that would be awesome. Oh man, I would fight and die for that. <laughs> Someone needs to make that happen. Yes, oh, please. Oh man. I need to replay Dragon Quarter. Hey, yes you do. Yeah, we all do. Everyone go play Dragon Quarter. Put that on Switch, Jarrett. Capcom, you've been putting every th- every PS2 game you have. I've got two demands: Beautiful Joe and Dragon Quarter. Ha. Huh. Okay, well, mo- moving on to an actual question again from Budai. The next one that he posted, which happens to be on episode 59, Romancing the Saga, for some reason. <laughs> yeah, Budai, uh, like no accusations. I'm just curious how that happened. Yes, very curious. Um, but he asked, "Are you guys getting Star Ocean R, or do you have it?" I am because I'm a broken man. <laughs> I sold my original cartridge uh, two year two years ago, I guess, two and a half years ago. So I might just eventually, if it's on something I actually own. First departure um, R is very different because, like, that remake was a big change up. Which is another reason to get it. Yeah. Yeah, it does. It adds in some content that's like obviously from some some of the obviously missing content from the SNES so there's that. It's usually a good point for why we should be remaking more uh, Super Nintendo games. Yeah, unfortunately the final boss... Saga, oh dear, oh man. Oof. Yes. Um, <laughs> unfortunately the final boss still just sort of comes out of nowhere, but... That's kind of par for the course. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, I do like the new, new art. Yes, this is... So th- this, is, this remake is hilarious to me because they have redone the art again... And you can switch between the old new art and the new new art. Wait, so this isn't <laughs> this isn't just like an enhanced port of like the PSP game? It it is, but like they've redone all the character art to look a bit more like the SNES art. Okay. And you can switch between the old new art and the new new art. Okay. <laughs> and in one of the stranger things, to me at least, so Normally, when a game gets redubbed in Japanese, it gets redubbed in English. This has one English dub and two Japanese dubs. <laughs> it has the English dub that they recorded for the PSP version, which is a pretty good dub. It's fine. And then you have the PSP era Japanese dub, and you have a new Japanese dub. I don't know why. This is a confusing package. Yeah, I don't know what the heck is going on with this version. Give me second evolution R. Um, every everything else, I I'm perfectly fine with that. Just sort no. of going away. Yeah, I mean that's uh, that, that's all fine. But you know, if we're gonna do a uh, tri-ace game, I would enjoy some Resonance of Fate on Switch, please. Thank you. 
Resonance Evade on Switch and Beyond the Labyrinth on Switch. Yes. I'll buy 10 yes. copies of each. <laughs> Wheels has already bought like that. 6 copies of Scarlet Grace. And later, let's get that uh, cell phone remake of Star Ocean Blue Sphere actually ported to something that can take advantage of the nice new graphics. Also that, yeah. Wheels, how many copies of uh, first? Uh, no, how many copies of Scarlet Grace have you bought so far? Two. Switch and. I'm not just talking about. I'm saying also the ones you bought for other people. Oh, uh, for uh, did I buy? Oh, I bought you a copy. Yeah, you bought mine. Yes. I think that's it. Uh, oh, I bought the Vita original uh, way back when, just to have. <laughs> I thought you'd like bankrolled another copy, but that's still at four copies so far. Uh, I got the Android version, but it does not run on my Fire tablet, so that's like a future that will be used in the future, but I can't use it right now. So you have the iOS and Android versions? Yes. Oh my god. Okay. Yeah, I want fine. this okay. game to succeed. <laughs> I know you've done more than your part. You bought it five times. And 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 you talked <laughs> me into getting it because I after Romancing Saga two, I was a little butt sore at this series. I wasn't yeah, planning on no. getting. Yeah, and, and, and I love Romancing Saga too. It kind but of I understand being yeah. Fun. No, I it frustrates me because I see people out there. You know, people are asking, oh. Romancing Saga 3 and Scarlet Grace are out, what should I play? And I see these people recommend, recommending Romancing Saga 3, and I'm just like, it's it's an SNES game that was very strange for the time. A lot of people are not going to get this. Like, you should be I recommending actually... people the newer game, for the love of God. Yeah, Scarlet Grace is great. Still enjoying it. Yeah. Scarlet Grace is great, but I actually think that Romancing Saga 3 is as friendly as the SNES era got by a fair margin. <laughs> it, actually, yeah. yeah, probably, but... Like, I, it, when I, you get to the point where, like, you can spark a skill on one person, and if they use it enough, everyone can just have it, that's actually really nice. <laughs> I mean, or like... Or, or a given definition of friendly, because, you know, the final boss is the complete antithesis of friendly. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that's also a lot of it. Uh, and be sure to have multiple saves before you even think of entering the final dungeon on that game. I was afraid that I was going to have to revert to a prior save because I got into a dream dungeon where like, I got kind of pulled in and was having a tough time with the boss, and then I found out that every single thing in that dungeon drops the equivalent of an inn's rest as an item. Huh. Oh, Muse's dream. Yeah, Muse's Dream's a good, uh, good dungeon. Uh, um, I remember so the level, yeah, all the Baku, Mon all the Baku drop, heal everything. Yeah, so, uh, including I, life points. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Although they really want you to survive that. that one as some of the other ones. They really want you to survive that one. Plus, yeah, you, get the, those... you get the silver hand, too. Yeah, the silver glove somehow makes it out of the dream. You just get to keep it. Also, uh... I mean, it's one of the holy artifacts of the Matriarch. Yeah. It's also, uh, a good place to spark the ability to just completely ignore sleep spells. <laughs> oh, yeah. Which I did. Hooray <laughs> for that evasion technique. Yes. It, was, it made That's the boss much easier, here. because the boss kept trying to hypnotize the entire party. Hmm. 
but yeah, no, I actually think that if you want an old school style RPG, Romantic Saga Three is actually really good. No, oh, it is. Yeah, Scarlet Wraith is probably a higher quality game, especially for the average person. <laughs> it is, and for the future of the series, you know, it's. I feel like that's the one like serious fans should series, be please buy trying to get all. people to buy, right? Because <laughs> please it's... purchase your from your nearest Saga dealer. But I mean, everywhere. And, and to think, I was kind of worried how everyone would take Scarlet Grace because the last game for Vita from Vita that I had to do an impression on was Metal Magazino. Yeah, that's not. And I'm like, about that yeah, I'm, I'm like, I mean, like, there are things I like about both games, and there are things I can see that reasonably see that people would not like about both games, and tell what the percentages are on this. <laughs> So, I mean, for my impression, I had to do things like I had to hedge my bets and say, well, it's, it's probably going to get a lot of praise and a lot of flack, and I'm not quite sure which one you will like. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I've seen, uh, granted, the people I follow on Twitter are probably biased in this direction, uh, especially because I follow, seem to follow most of the translation team <laughs> that works on this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I've seen like lots of positive impressions, and people seem to be really digging it. So it's it's just cool to see. Yeah, I will say like with the romancing saga too. I mean, for me, the kind of the downfall there was a one-two punch of uh, of I was probably getting too invested in kind of the story idea, which saga games aren't really about their main moving plot or anything along those lines. But it was a big disconnect for me when uh, I would talk to a lady. She's like, "Hey, you got to save my son. He's trapped in this cave." And then my hero would die, which means my son or daughter, whoever, would take over 20 years later, right? I mean, the, the calendar would be And my son new. is still in the cave. And my son is still in the cave. <laughs> and like a few, a few very things. And, 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 and I'm used to old games, but this is, this came out, uh, actually, I believe it came out a little bit after Dragon Quest V, which seemed to do the whole generational thing much better by comparison. So that was one. We probably had a much bigger budget. (laughs) Well, Well, I'm doing a very different thing with the generation. I mean, I'm just yeah, and I'm just saying that that's just my experience. Like for me, it was a disconnect. The second thing was the second thing was all of those mechanics with like the classes, the skill ups, and how all that worked was you really had to go to like a wiki, you know, FAQ, which wasn't the end of the world. But even after reading some of the wiki FAQ, I still didn't know. Like, it's some deep system shiz going on there. Uh, it really, really does optimize. want you to just wander around and occasionally get your party killed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. Yeah, yeah. Ultimately, you have to you have to embrace that to really enjoy uh, that game. But from from all indicators that I've seen, Romancing Saga Three is a, a bit more of a, a more cohesive uh, experience for Romancing game, especially. Uh, you play I, the same character throughout a story, which is a start. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Ransom Saga 2 and 3 were kind of aiming for different sorts of things. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, you can see Ransom Saga 2 where it really is a let's make a, let's make a party type of game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you, you have a dash of wizardry thrown in to the mix. What's, what's really interesting is that I really enjoy uh, Scarlet Grace even though to me it, it, it kind of is aiming for the same goal as romancing saga 2 it, it's it's clearly not about this big plot it's clearly not about this story it's clearly not about big deep character development instead it's more about this 
build a party RPG experience, go out there and just kind of explore and go through these events and 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 watch your party grow and get more powerful and see what happens next type of thing and, and grind them up in the most efficient way possible. Um, and 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 in a way, that's what Romancing Saga 2 wants to be. But I, I mean, it is. But it, it just for me the, the this this game is a much better uh, experience. And this is coming from a guy. Don't get me wrong. I like old school experiences. I, there's a ton of old school. That's what I do. I have the CRPG club. We love old games. But boy, what a difference time makes in this one. I mean, Romantic Two is amazing for what it was and what it was made on. Yes, absolutely. It's a game that, like, like all saga games, I would recommend trying. And like, it's okay to bounce off of these games. They're yeah. weird. Uh, I mean, I would try to explain how big a fan of, I was of Romancing Saga 2 20 years ago, but hey, the the number one FAQ for the game on GameFAQs still has my name on it. <laughs> I use like, that FAQ at places. <laughs> I feel like I would have no problem recommending Dragon Quest V, despite its age, despite anything else. Like To me, that's still a very fun experience. It's a story a story focused experience. I mean, gameplay wise, uh, you know, it's dragon quest and it doesn't bring that much exciting stuff to the table. Whereas Scarlet graces, man, I don't care if that was super Nintendo graphics, the combat system, the, 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 the challenges mm. that give you extra materials that you're all the time trying to harvest. So you can get that next piece of gear to make yourself more badass while you're trying to, uh, rank up your skills, rank up your spells and maximize those opportunities. Like it's all, it's that RPG addictive loop of growth and stuff. And it's just done so well. I want more. Every battle is exciting. And that does not happen that much in that kind of RPG. Mm-mm. It's a good thing that, uh, good old, uh, had the kindness to have one of the questions on the most recent episode the haven't heard you talk about Saga in a while please elaborate (laughs) (laughs) ironic about reading that question so far into the podcast (laughs) listen it was gonna happen we're just fulfilling the audience's demands (laughs) that's that's probably a dig on me just randomly going on discord and just saying Saga 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 uh, for the past week or so (laughs) Anyway, but I'm glad you talked me into Mike because after RS2, I was really like, you know what? I am not spending another twenty dollars on thirty dollars or whatever on one of these games. Not doing it. Well, I'm glad you'd enjoy it. We've been trying to get people into these for a while, so finding any vector to get people to enjoy them (laughs) is a victory. It's mm-hmm. kind of what we've, we what we've built this podcast on, an appreciation for this kind of baffling video game. <laughs> anyway, Wheels. Yes. Uh, in my game, I have just reached Provincia Thrakia for the first time. It's the one with the huge volcano. You know what I'm talking about. Should yes. I let it go off? Yes. It's hot. All right. At the poor poor sea monster does not get killed by anything else first <laughs> learn from Wales's mistakes oh man that volcano yeah oh, no, uh, it's pretty obvious what would have happened if you opened that gate because the monsters are visible on the map <laughs> listen I, I is just wearing a digital dust cap right now listen I thought they were just like window dressing and 
there's no. no such thing as window dressing when it comes to this game. Well, it, there's a good thing that there's auto-save, and I could just load my save back up and not be an idiot, so... You know, it all did worked you? out in the end. Yes, I did. <laughs> I absolutely did. Okay. Uh, the funnier part was I kind of, and I think this happened to you, Phil, as well, since you're doing the same story, I kind of skipped through the part where it's, like, telling you to use this phoenix feather every time you go to a new area to, like, get a glimpse of its movements from the past. So when I got to that volcano area, I did that and, like, didn't, Pay too much attention, wandered the new area, didn't use the Phoenix Feather there, didn't really know what to do. So I just wandered around and eventually um, made the volcano go off, spawned a dragon, and grinded up and killed the dragon before finally realizing, oh, th I'm th this is optional. I didn't have to do any of this. You can get a dragon? You got a really nice yeah. spear. Yeah. I didn't get a dragon. I want a dragon. <laughs> Oh, you don't get a drag. You don't get the dragon. You get to fight the dragon and then get a cool weapon. Super I want to dragon. fight the dragon. <laughs> Super dragon. But I, sh I, I should get a dragon. But I mean, that's the, the kind of cool thing that can just happen in that game. Just like getting kind of lost and wandering around and you know seeing what sorts of events popped up like uh what's another cool one i did i found a guy making like an ornithopter basically and he kept crashing and stuff yeah and figured out you could you had to get him a bunch of feathers and eventually he has a successful flight and it's like oh that's that's pretty cool to get the feathers, you have to hunt the moa, but you might accidentally end up getting a cockatrice instead. Uh, that did not happen to it me, gave... thankfully. Rip your LP. Visual cue to let you know which one you should not be taking. <laughs> there's, there's three choices. One of them is obviously going to be the cockatrice. One of the other two is the moa, and then the third one is a nothing. So. Good times. But yeah, as of now, I am sort of stuck in that province trying to figure out how to get to this island, so I'm just kind of wandering around, messing around with stuff again, and... Um, did you turn on any of the... Did you turn on any of the lighthouses? Uh, I, not since a while back. I'm guessing I have to do more of that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Duly noted. All right. Uh, We've so, all got a lot of saga to play. Yes. Did Platinum give us any more saga-related questions? Uh, he, he gave plenty of other questions. Uh, well, I mean, if they're not saga-related, what's even the point? <laughs> well, this one's actually this, this one's actually kind of personal for both of us and him. For you fathers, when do you game away from small kids? When do you game with them? What do you play with them? What have they liked and disliked compared to you? Oh, I'm going to go over here right now. aren't old enough yet. <laughs> uh, so as far as when do I game like away from them, it's usually either when they're asleep or watching a movie or something. And obviously, if they're still awake in some capacity, I'm not like playing Resident Evil or something. Because <laughs> no. I don't want anyone to look at... Unless I'm playing it like on a, uh, the Switch in handheld mode or something like that. Uh, as as far as what they liked, they love Mario, Mario Kart for sure, and which uh, 
Control Murphy. All the control options in the latest Mario Kart are fantastic. Because especially they have an option, uh, I'd call it easy steering mode, where basically it steers the players off from like going off-road automatically or off an edge, and still kind of gives them full control beyond that. But I think that's a really cool option for younger kids who really want to get into it, but you know aren't all that great yet, and. Um, maybe use that too much because now my son thinks he's like the shit <laughs> Mario Kart and gets yeah. frustrated when he does Hello? poorly. So. Will! No, Will! He's okay, dead, he yeah. Oh, no. Oh, God. Maybe. Hopefully. Uh, um, oh, gosh, yeah. We can oh, wow. Okay, well, his uh, the stream just seems to have network aired, but Wheels Ooh. insists he yet lives. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, I'm not that, a dad. I can't answer this uh, question. Well, I don't know if he's still recording or not, but I've asked him this question. It's a great question, and I've actually asked him before, uh, and he basically answered, "I uh, he plays when they go to sleep. That's why like, he gives up a lot of sleep to play some of these games. God bless his heart, because it's like, for me, it's when it's bedtime, it's bedtime. This is why Wheels is usually awake at like 2 a.m. And I'm like, what on earth are you doing? <laughs> Getting in his game. I'm going to play video games. For me, Hello? For me, for me, this is the main reason Please. why I've completely, completely transitioned over to handhelds. Yeah. Also wise. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, I've still got my PlayStations back over here, but they, om- they only come out when everyone else is gone. And I. Hello? Hey, Wheels. You're back. Okay. That was strange. He's back. Uh, I could actually hear you guys the whole time, so I don't know what the hell is going on. Well, dang it, he heard us talking about him behind his back. But yes, I can't uh, believe that he heard me saying that. It's terrible. <laughs> uh, I cannot blame the kids for staying up late playing games because I did that before I had kids, so that was just kind of a lucky coincidence. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you you do a pretty good job of of sleep deprivation because most of my other friends with kids, it's just I give up after a while. I mean, even like with the D&D group, it is so difficult with their soccer games or this or that or whatever to organize anything. Tragically, this will kill wheels by the age of 17. I mean, I've just kind of always uh, been lucky that I I just do well on like five hours of sleep, so... also worked. Wheel slams another five-hour energy and gets back to Saga. Also worked, worked at a Get startup for ten years where no one cared that I was in at ten o'clock in the morning. So helpful. <laughs> there was also that. So yeah, I, I do stuff between. I mean, I'll do stuff in the evening, sometimes, or in the toilet, or uh, on a commute. So. Yeah. Uh, Portability helps. I I've been doing a lot of gaming like on my lunch break, so uh, that's kind of why the Switch Lite was a big thing for me. Because uh, bringing I'm really jealous of that thing. Yeah, lugging the giant regular Switch to work was would have been really annoying. So I love that thing. Love me the Switch Lite. The, the Switch in general, just very nice. <laughs> uh, 
And what else was gonna? I was kind of in the middle of talking about what kids my games like, or what games my what kids. Games? I can't talk right now. Yeah. Brain failing. I can't uh, read or write. I mostly try to stick to co-op games for the kids. Obviously, outside of Mario Kart, so uh, we played through like Let's Go Pikachu, which actually Let's Go Eevee, which is a lot of fun. That's um, a good one. Can't really get my son to play Pokemon Sword as much, which is can't play sad. Co-op. Yeah, well, I don't know. Yeah, I don't even know if it's just that. You know, kids, kids' interests, you know, wax and wane, and they're not super big on Unless Pokemon right Sonic. now. So. Unless it's Sonic, but yeah, they're they're big on Ninja Turtles right now. So we played through like uh, Turtles in Time, uh, Super Nintendo emulator, which was fun. Um, they made me. It play... was always played with DualShock Four stuff. <laughs> sure, uh, they made me play through play some of the the Platinum Turtles game with uh, which I both love and hate in equal measure. Um, wow. So it's it's fine. It's just kind of tedious at points. Soon, soon there will be a game based off of the new Ninja Turtles cartoon. Yes, and one day. Uh, they are very big on Toy Story at the moment, so I you know, downloaded the Toy Story 3 game which they had for free on Xbox oh, Live. Oh, that's a good game. And I didn't really like it. Huh. Don't really like it. It's a pretty solid platformer. Yeah, it's just super short. I don't know. It's also got like the toy box mode that's just Disney Infinity zero point five. Yeah. Yeah, I started that up and I'm like, oh, <laughs> this all makes you sense. You don't have to buy figures. Yeah, it's like, oh, this all makes sense now. <laughs> Suddenly, every aspect of Disney Infinity's construction makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you should play the Genesis Toy Story game that I played a lot as a child. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, as far it's as not a great game. yeah, <laughs> as far as RPGs, I haven't really the kids. Obviously, outside of Pokemon, I haven't done much with the kids. Tried to play some stuff in front of them, like Dragon Quest, to see if they have any interest, and nah. Uh, so, don't really know a good avenue to approach RPGs outside of like I think I tried Secret of Mana too, and then that was. Comet and that is too weird for a six-year-old. <laughs> yeah, you could never imagine why. But we'll see. I don't know. Since he liked Turtles in Time, I'm, I I just got a good idea. How about some Legend of Mana? Since that's basically a brawler, this is a great idea. I'm gonna go with this idea now. Anyway, uh, yeah, that's that's about it. I know uh, Platy M. Uh, got his kid to play a lot of Dragon Quest stuff, and I'm jealous. Wow. Platinum will also make like micro bead work. Yeah. Um, sprite of the game characters. Yeah, they do some pretty cool stuff. Uh, got more questions. Yeah, we've got a few more. Or, uh, Mike, you got any more? Uh, anything else to add to the dad question? Um, no, because I don't actually play anything with them yet, and um, I will have to have some interesting conversations with the wife before I can. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Okay, another one from Platyam3. What 2020 non-remake titles are you looking forward to? Dang. It's very specific and eliminates our obvious answer. <laughs> yeah, I can't say FF7 remake. I can't say Tokyo Mirage Session Sharp FE. Like a lot of things that might be 2020. Uh, no, remake. Can we can we say a port? Did he disclude ports? It says non-remake, so I'm choosing to the, uh, interpret the spirit of that as being. Like, not ports yeah. either, but... But Outer World Switch. Yeah, yeah, that'll be good. I'm into that. I guess that counts, because that's not a port of an old game. Yeah. <laughs> Outer World is really uh, good, and I'm looking forward to playing it again. <laughs> is Cyberpunk next year? It's it's April of next year. Okay. I guess... It's the one thing that escaped then... into the second quarter of next year? What was the thing that I just saw that got announced for March 30? Oh, it's Persona, Persona 5 Royal, which is March 31st of next year for some reason. Yeah. I feel like I'm missing some big title next year. What the hell is coming out next year? Uh, 2020 titles and games. You say some rhubarb while I do this. Rhubarb, 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 rhubarb. Mm, rhubarb. Mm. Let's see. Well, Doom Eternal is coming out, but that's not a that's yeah. not a RPG. <laughs> what's gonna, what's Neo gonna Two. Uh, somebody in my son's kindergarten class taught him Fortnite dances and apparently plays Fortnite, and this this annoys me. I can't believe that Wheels is about to attack a child. Get, um, up, get off my lawn. I will probably play Dragon Ball Z Kakarot whenever I can get around to it. Because it has the mission, it has a mission-based off filler episode where Goku has to get a driver's license, so they clearly <laughs> understand what I care about. <laughs> you can also use the Dragon Balls to revive villains you've already killed, just to fight and kill them again, which is also very in character. So mm -hmm. that's uh, that's something I will play. That is not a remake. Yeah. Uh, Crystal uh, Chronicles. Oh, no wait, Trials of Honor is a remake. Uh, Crystal Chronicles, Chronicles remaster. Remake. It's not a remake. It's a remaster. It says it right there in the. It says it right there in the title. No, it, it counts. <laughs> Bills, it counts. Uh, let's see. I'm seeing things that aren't freaking RPGs like Deadly Premonition Two. I'm looking forward to, but that's not an RPG. Disaster Report Four. I'm looking forward to. That's not an RPG. Uh, Guilty the Gear Strive I'm looking forward to that's not an RPG Breath of the Wild 2 uh, maybe probably not uh, I doubt Definitely that comes not. out next year I will be very surprised if we're playing that by this time next year uh, No More Heroes 3 that's not an RPG uh, Soulstorm that's not an RPG I'll probably pick up the the switch port of Trails of Cold Steel 3 and maybe finally make time for the Vita versions of 1 and 2. <laughs> that was weird, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, Psychonauts 2, I'm looking forward to that. That's not an RPG. Room Factory 5. Oh! There you go. Is that There's actually coming out next year? <laughs> it's supposed to. Okay. Because have we... I don't think we've seen like any pictures of that, have we? Yeah, yeah. Like, 
I mean, it's supposed to be released on Switch by the end of 2020, so we'll see. I only recall seeing pictures of the remaster of 4, which does look nice. Which I would like to play, but... Yeah. Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2, I'll probably play that. That's an RPG, at least. Uh, and then we get... Oh, Yakuza 7, Like a Dragon, which, I mean, obviously, but, you know. Didn't want to make it difficult for everyone else to talk because I spent two hours talking about Yakuza so uh, you know that does look cool it uh, features turn based combat a go-karting minigame for some reason uh, it looks like basically freaking oh, why am I blanking on Yakuza Quest name? well I mean it is that but I mean it also it looks like... Oh, why am I forgetting the creator of Yakuza's name? Uh, well, I certainly can't answer that question. <laughs> oh, Toshihiro Nagoshi. It looks like they gave him essentially... Uh, essentially carte blanche to do whatever. So, you know. I dig it. I respect that. Oh, apparently uh, he had heart surgery couple weeks ago I'm glad he's okay <laughs> a couple weeks ago as of the article that I'm looking at which you know that was in August but still less than a year ago he had heart surgery and almost wasn't able to attend Ugh. the public reveal of Yakuza 7 I am glad that he's okay oh man it's gonna be great uh, the people are going to get very confused because it doesn't have a number even though it has a number in Japan uh, <laughs> please be excited for the officially christened Yakuza Like a Dragon okay. oh Alliance Live comes to PC next year too that is a remake slash remaster doesn't count I'll count so, you you're not playing it a third time Wheels I know this <laughs> nah I can't play like RPGs like that on PC anyway. I know. If my PC is on, there's a very short list of games I'm playing. You know this. And it's Hearthstone, Hearthstone, and Hearthstone. No, this, no, no. Okay, and yes, that is, that is one of them. Uh, Pokemon TCG, Magic Arena. Overwatch. Overwatch. <laughs> Paladins. And... Basically, it's Hearthstone and Hearthstone adjacent and Overwatch and Overwatch adjacent. Kind of, yes. Or Destiny 2. Yeah, but I thought that you usually played that on PS4. Maybe I'm broken. Yes, if if I must. Yeah, the people I usually play with it play it on PS4. You should play it on Stadia. Oh. Move the whole group to Stadia. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but then we wouldn't be able to p play PvP because there's nobody playing that. <laughs> for sure. Oh man, I was looking at like the like just people talking about trying to get multiplayer sessions going on Stadia and how impossible that was <laughs> for basically every game on Stadia. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. You can play Red Dead Online, but have it all to yourself. I don't understand why they didn't make that like I, I don't know I don't understand a lot of things about that so I'm just going to leave it at that 
I don't understand. I'm just gonna keep making fun of it. Yes. Um, asking for slash the next question from Platinum also being asking for slash buying any games for Christmas. Kind of already bought all of the things that I would be getting for Christmas. So. Yeah. No uh, thinking about stuff. Um. The only games I'd ask for would stuff to be stuff to play with the kids, like new Super Mario U for on Switch, even though we have it on Wii U. But it's kind of version has more characters. Has more characters and getting all the requisite controllers set up on the Wii U (laughs) is kind of annoying. So there's that. That ver the Switch is plugged in and the Wii U isn't. My Wii is still plugged in. Wow. It's, Not a rebel. It's gathering dust, but it's plugged in. Plugged in as a dust magnet, so your other consoles don't get my dust Wii, covered. My Wii is still plugged in. I don't know what purpose that serves. Why are you doing that? To play GameCube games? It is hacked, sir. Oh, of course. So that's how you play Turtles in Time. Correct. Son, this was always played with Wii remotes. <laughs> Hey, it works. <laughs> we, beat it to hurt, we beat it on hard to, mode, sir. I'm prepared to send you pictures of turtles in time reshelled to hurt you. Uh, why? Do you remember that one? It was amazing. Such I do. I do. It's no longer available. Amazing in a good way or not? Say what? Amazing in a good way or a bad way? Very bad, very bad, ugly 3D remake of Turtles in Time for the Xbox Live Arcade. Uh, It's got very, very cheap-looking low-budget graphics, and it doesn't have the extra levels that they added to the SNES version. Yeah, this this kick started with um, my my son's uh, karate studio put in a one of those one-up arcade machines with uh, oh nice the they did do a TMNT one yeah it's got the original arcade game and Turtles in Time oh I'm shocked that's nicer than I'd have expected yeah no it's a nice sweet little machine and yeah I didn't feel like trying to get a MAME emulator running on the Wii so I just went with SNES version I'm just looking at like the list of games Teenage Ninja Turtles have been in recently, and it's like Nickelodeon Kart Racers, Injustice 2. Uh, Injustice 2? Yeah, they're in that for some reason. I should point out that Midway Fighters are a halfway house for IPs popular in the 80s. <laughs> Uh, it's not Midway anymore. Excuse me. Nether Realm Studios. Yes. Yeah. For for some reason, they just like, hey, here's Alien and Jason Voorhees and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, whatever, man. Hey, the heroes in a half shell, man. Turtle power. <laughs> well, that's uh, a Nickelodeon response proof that we're all broken um oh, i feel like this yeah. next question is for me what games do you keep what games do you sell off i sell nothing sir 
I try uh, not to, but I do sell off stuff occasionally. Uh, I sell off the ones that are bad or get ported to a console I prefer or um, are bad. <laughs> or, or, uh, or as often happens, why did I buy this? Life, um, going through everything I had and deciding whether I wanted to keep it. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, when Tell me about your copy of Final Fantasy Explorers, Wheels. No. Ugh. Ugh. Sold with <laughs> extreme prejudice. No, I still have that. I can't sell. What? I can't sell Final Fantasy games, man. It hurts yeah, my I soul. To, I have to agree with Mike on this one. I just, it, I there's just you just can't yeah. do it. Even the bad ones. I just, it's wrong. It's sacrilege. Yeah, like I, I sold the. The Final Fantasy X, X2 HD for PS3 because I got the older, other versions, and even that hurt. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's weird. It's really tough for me to get rid of games. I'm, I'm unfortunately, I'm a gamer hoarder, and unfortunately, the fact that games have gotten smaller and smaller, and now they're just electronic, just enables my habits. Because it used yeah. to be I was limited by by physical space. And now it's like, well, I'll get that game because it's on a tiny little Switch cartridge. It's fine. It literally goes into a jewelry box. And I've got like a hundred of them in that one tiny box. Whereas, you know, the PlayStation games, you know, they're, they're, they're even though CD cases are big. And SNES, so forget that. I had to get rid of that for space a long time ago. Emulation. But, uh, yeah, it's... it's, it's it's really tough because I've had seller's remorse before. I've gotten rid of stuff, and then ten years yeah. later, you're going, man, I really want to play the original Final Fantasy. Oh, I don't have it. That's right. I get rid of it. And I sold so I that for seventy cents, and now it's seventy dollars. Oh man, let me right? tell you about the seller's remorse of trading in Final Fantasy VI for SNES to get the PlayStation oh. version of five and six. Oh, <laughs> that's a bad version. Oh, oh the pain. <laughs> yeah. Satan in the membrane. That oh. was rough. <laughs> Unfortunately oh. for me, um, since I tend to remember plot details to ridiculous levels, um, I have a hard time replaying Final Fantasy VI because without the mystery of what's going to happen next, it just doesn't hold up as well. <laughs> um, it gets kind of boring for me. So um, I ended up getting my copy of the Super Nintendo version to a cousin. And I sold my copy of the Game Boy Advance um, to one of the Japanese stores just because it was it was like two two thousand yen sold back. I'm like I'm just gonna I'm like I don't want to play it on the SD um, SP anymore. So like, yeah. <laughs> Wheels is about to cry. No, it's okay. Oh. It's okay. On the other hand, pretty much the entire Saga series and Metal Max series have very good replay values for me. Yeah. And the Atelier as well. I have all of those. I'm never giving them up. I still have the Final Fantasy Legend carts I was given as Christmas gifts as a kid. Insane in the memory. And I think, the, I, think the, I think the battery save even still works. Just, though I haven't, haven't plugged it into a console in a while, so I don't know. It was... <laughs> Yeah, it's just it's it's happened too much, but I also know at some point like it gets ridiculous. I've got like 
four consoles, five consoles, only so much shelf space to go around. I'm never, ever going to get to all these games. Even if I was, yeah. I'm like, I've done the math. Even if I was to only spend 10 hours <laughs> with each game, I would be like 72 years old. That's assuming I had quit my job. Uh, and, 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 and yeah, fully playing through it, that's not going to happen. So I tell my friends, like, and I've had friends bring that up before. Like, there's no, I, they come in and they see, like, up this huge library, and I'm like, there's no way you're going to play through that. And I rationalize, I'm like, well, that's because I don't think of it as something I have to beat all these games. It's more like a library, like people who collect stamps or books or whatever have you. It's when I get a hair up my ass and I want to tear through the whole Dragon Quest series, guess what? I got it. I don't have to go suddenly searching on eBay and pay, you know, $300 for a copy. If I want to play through the, I got the entire Final Fantasy series. Like anything I get a hair up my ass and play, I pretty much have got it covered. Um, so, yeah. But it's not, yeah, it, it's probably a problem. But as long as the cartridges stay super small, my wife will never know. <laughs> I'll just hide them wherever. Tiny little mouse holes full of Switch games. Yeah. Tiny. I mean, I, I've tried to... I mean, I like shopping for games. That should be obvious. I just like seeing what cool stuff is out there, but I've really cut down on buying things I'm not going to play and just honing in on... Like, when Limited Run Games started up, I went a little nutso and thankfully have sold a lot of those because they are... they actually retain a decent resale value, so... Funny how that works when there's so few copies of something. Yes. Mm-hmm. Even even when there's a small number of copies of garbage. Wow. Because I bought some Can't garbage. Believe Can't believe you do this. I've still only bought one limited run game because it was a game I cared a lot about. It was uh, a certain case. Yeah, my yeah. my current quest is eliminating most of my PS4 games because screw the PS4. <laughs> We also did a heel yes. turn. Say, we also did a heel turn and started trying to. We also did a heel turn and uh, hit his uh, PS4 in the head with a folding chair. No, <laughs> say yeah, he just did a he just did a heel turn. Now, the PS4 has a lot of great games on it. Yes, it's, it does. Good system. No, the system itself is crap. The <laughs> games on it are good. What's wrong with your system? This. Get another of my system. My system works great. It's how I play Monster Hunter World. It, it boots yeah. up, you know, loads, and it does what it's, it's supposed to do. It's just an unpleasant UX experience. It's, it, it's just this realization I came to that, like, oh, there's nothing special about this thing. It just won the cons- the latest console war by not being all the things the Xbox One was. <laughs> That's it. It continued Sony's long line of winning whenever everyone else trips over their own dick. Yeah. It, it's it's not great. It doesn't. The controller sucks. I hate well. I, I hate the controller. I've had like the joysticks of fre- several controllers like crumble apart. The battery life on it is awful. Oh, the man, charging cable I is no terrible. What is wrong with that thing's battery life? It yeah. feels like it's always it, running. The the controllers for every other console on the market last at least ten times as long. At least. I think right. the DualShock okay. 4's battery life is like three to four hours. Okay, I won't. I won't argue the battery life. You know, that's 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 subjective. But but I mean, as far as the controller itself goes, it feels like every other. Con- I I don't know. I play with an Xbox controller on my PC, and then I play on the PlayStation. It's not like 
oh man, I really wish I had this Xbox controller or this Logitech. Uh, like, I, I don't know. It's got two joysticks. It's yeah. got buttons. It's got shoulder. But what, 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 what's so hateful about it aside just from the gonna, battery? If, if you play, you don't play. You, do you play any first-person shooters, Phil? Monster Hunter. That's as close as I get to action. Okay, okay, yeah. Except for Nergigante. Yeah. It's on. Let's do this shit. PS4 and uh, the PS4 controller and first-person shooters. Uh, yeah. I just don't understand first-person shooters on consoles, period. That's what my computer's for. That's <laughs> what a actually, mouse and keyboard is for. I'm actually incapable of using a mouse and keyboard to play first-person shooters. I just... I just, I just, I, yeah, I always struggle because I grew up with the PC, so it's, it, I always struggle, like, every time I go to play a console first-person shooter, I always feel like I could have shot them, like, one second faster if I was uh, using a mouse. Yeah, you think that, and then, you know, because I've obviously played lots of Overwatch on the Switch, no, everyone on there is much better than you with the mouse and keyboard. <laughs> and everyone's you're, always. you're actually, you're actually better off in console land where everyone's kind of mediocre. <laughs> <laughs> Right. This is like how when I this is like how when people were like, Oh, I need voice chat and all my FPS and when we go and it's like I don't want to talk to any of these people. Yeah, like that that's not a thing that happens anymore. <laughs> like, realize no how stupid it was. That that's not possible anymore because yeah. like the only people I want to talk to while playing a game are people that I already have contact yeah. with on like Discord or Skype or whatever. Yeah, do you want someone singing the gummy bears theme song while you're trying to play a Halo match? I don't think so. <laughs> Bouncing yeah. everywhere. Yeah, I can. Yeah. They, they are the gummy bears. bears. Yes, this is uh, what I subjected people to while playing him. <laughs> I did. I just do that. Yeah, yeah that's great. I, I do like the control. I do like the controller. That you know, the the headset plugs into the controller, so that's really easy to do, and that means I don't have to keep track of another Bluetooth charge device somewhere or whatever have you i know the battery life on the controller suffers i just i just have two controllers so when one dies i just pop the other one in i got it on sale and it's great and it just you shouldn't have to do that i get it but but i'm not i'm not defending small battery life i don't understand why the touchscreen has to stay lit up all the time and oh yeah the giant touchpad sucks by the way you know yeah. oh yeah the every touchpad time that... someone tries to use it like a button sucks even more yeah i mean yeah. i mean like the ps4 it's not the ps3 it's not like the worst th console that was ever made or anything like that i'm not <laughs> suggesting that i've, I've i'm not calling I've not, it the jaguar i've not been i've not been incredibly happy with any console ui whether it's a switch whether it's the playstation like the whole ribbon thing that they got going on I just don't. I maybe I maybe they've updated and I missed it, but I don't understand why there isn't better grouping. I don't understand why it only lists like ten games, and then I got to go into the library to pull them up. It's always a pain in the ass to find what I want to play if it isn't something I played recently. Oh, um, yeah, that's I, whether it's a Switch or any yeah, of them like changed. that. Um, yeah, I definitely will say like I, I feel like for its horsepower, I feel like a PlayStation Four should be a little bit snippier when I'm saving an image or a video and I'm trying to upload it. To, it's like. It's it's chugs, you know, and maybe that's what the PlayStation Five is going to fix. But it chugs. Um, no, they're so just finding new ways to make the UX inefficient. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they they yeah they need to they need to I don't know modernize it better. It just it definitely oh, is still a more for me gaming is a more pleasant experience on the computer. It's just it's when I'm going to sit on the couch, the consoles are there. <laughs> I think my favorite thing in the world was when the PS 
M store updated on the P on the PS3 to try to make it look like the PS4 store, and in so doing, made it completely unusable. Yes, good oh, oof. Like that, oh. that is one that will take you minutes to get to. Oh. It will look like it's frozen up at least three times during the The, cross. the PS3 store used to be awesome. <laughs> or at least better than what this Yeah, you know, because they had to rebuild it from scratch or something. It just, it just kind of chugged. It just, like, like, it was slow as hell. It's, it's never been fast, but it's only gotten slower. Yeah. Now my PS4 randomly ejects Blu-rays. Oh, good. Oh, yeah. that's the that's the actual like most unpleasant aspect of the experience for me. It's like trying to work out where the heat sensitive button is to frickin' turn the thing on or remove a disc. Uh. Never never get it right the first try. I always either eject the disc when I want to turn the thing on or turn the thing on when I mean to yeah. eject the disc. But I mean that and it just haven't really uh, just compared to like the Xbox, which I just which I kind of bought just because, oh, hey, they added backwards compatibility, and now I could dump this 360 that I really, really hate. Really and, doesn't like it. Right. <laughs> but they just kept adding features, and just, the experience got better and better as things gone along, and the PS4 just stayed kind of the same. And... It is weird to think that the PS4 UI essentially looks exactly as bad as it did at launch. The Switch yeah. one, it's not weird, because I generally expect Nintendo to not bother yeah. yeah it, which isn't I mean, really an excuse but I'm not surprised yeah and yeah, I mean I'm not suggesting that the Xbox UI is great because it's not but they're adding they're adding features like I'm getting new features as things go like game pass is awesome and uh, they added a massive number of uh, games to backwards compatibility before they uh, stopped that for what sounds like just what will be complete backwards compatibility in the future. So, Yeah, at the very least, they're trying to make sure they don't backslide and lose backwards compatibility, which was yeah. a problem that they had with the x Yeah. But, I mean, so it was that, and also, like, lots of games I had on PS4 started ending up on Switch, and it was just like, I that's where I want to play a game if it exists on the system that's the system I want to play on <laughs> so yeah I don't know just I've never been a I've never been a huge Sony fan and um yeah I'm just sick of the PS4 maybe the PS5 UI will be better I'll forget that <laughs> Yeah, it maybe. still has Final Fantasy VII remake for at least a year. So. Yeah. And I'm kind of like, I, if I don't get a PS5, it's just because I'm kind of more of an old school gamer, and they, they, they you know, the newer games aren't, for the most part, don't appeal to me as much. Yeah. It's probably going to take a while before they really shift over. It seems like the strategy that both Sony and Microsoft are employing is to keep the old systems around as the entry-level units. So, we'll, we'll see how that uh, philosophy yeah. does for them, but I'm kind of fine with not being expected to immediately jump in on the new systems. Yeah, and um, unfortunately, Sony's got me because they, own, they have the Spider-Man franchise, so I'm screwed. Spider-Man... Yeah. Spider-Man. 
Insomniac making another Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> uh. <sighs> uh, let's take right. some questions before we all just get too depressed and die. Okay, what RPGs did you roll credits on this calendar year? This is from Platinum Three. What is what does roll like, credits mean? I guess just finish enough to get a credits roll. Yeah. Finish? Yeah. What does finish mean? Like <laughs> you mean a game? You mean like finish a game? No, That's you a throw thing? you sh you shuck a game and when it runs out of fun you toss the corpse. Oh, okay. <laughs> because that's what I do, right? I just yeah, that's healthy. try if it's fun and then I'm done with the damn thing. That's that, that's how that works. Spider Man. Spider Man. Um, well, I've rolled credits on Monster Hunter Iceborne. Nice. That is that is a game that you finished and then continued playing because it wasn't free of fun. Oh, it's so good. That's pretty darn good. So good. Bouncing human. Wait, no. <laughs> uh, let's see. I fin um, I finished a game and reviewed it. It's the thing that happened this year. Let's see, King. Wow. It's taking slower with Alliance Live, but I'm actually nearing the end of that one, so there you go. I played and finished Kingdom Hearts 3 and remakes of Grandia 1 and 2. I still need to finish Judgment. I feel really bad about that. Um, by the way, listeners, if you aren't sure what game I'm talking about, it was Link's Awakening. Yeah. Ooh, epic. Woke up. Very oh, good. you sparked. I haven't really been keeping track. Yeah, I'm kind of, kind of trying to go down my list. I'm like, I played a lot of games. I finished a fair few. I mean, but they were things that generally weren't RPGs, like Devil May Cry Five, which I finished twice, or Resident Evil Two. You know, those sorts of things that are a little faster. <laughs> uh, definitely played oh, and finished see. other things. Oh, I rolled credits on Three Houses. Oh yeah. And, um. Did you get an ending that made you happy? No, I did not. <laughs> and Time to go back. It left oh, me kind of with mixed feelings about the game. Well, Time to go back. Yeah. It left me, I don't want to say it left me with mixed feelings about the game, because it's a very good Fire Emblem game, but it left me with mixed feelings about the, the story and the quality of the overall narrative. Gotta play it again. Yeah, I'll get to it. You love it, but yeah, that the the ending I storyline and ending I got sucked. Did you get the ending that you were very upset about wandering into that plot line? Uh, did I get? Yes, that I mean that's yeah that's the ending I. That's the ending you're talking about. Okay. Yes, and it was awful. I was talking about your accidental blunder into that with someone I know who's beaten the game like four or five times. <laughs> and they were just like, oh no. <laughs> uh, they they sympathized. Yeah. I, I, I mean, listen, I have to assume that the other storylines are much better and you learn more about like this cool continent-wide war and learn more about the characters and cool stuff happens in that storyline. None of that happens. You meander about and fight a surprise enemy and okay. then the game kind of ends. And it, uh, okay, Wheels, it can't hurt you anymore. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, it had, had I reviewed that game and played through that storyline, it would have gotten 
a shockingly low score. Uh, three and <laughs> I, a half. I was well. That's pretty low compared to what I believe. I know. I'm just joking God, about yeah. what that says about the game yeah. itself. Yeah. No. Yeah. And yeah, I was not happy. <laughs> Yeah, there's uh, also just a lot of games this year that's like I I want to get back to it. I don't know when I will. Yeah. I'm about to be away from my PS4. I won't be able to play Judgment. Hmm. Pray for me. Won't be able to play Yakuza. I'm ruined. Mm-mm. I think I played Yakuza. I finally got around to Yakuza Kiwami this year. Maybe it was last year. I played that. It's fine. It's not as good as either game around it, which is to say it's not as good as Zero and it's not as good as Kiwami 2 or 6, but it's fine. <laughs> Let's see. Well, um, I plan on rolling credits, assuming nothing else distracts me. Uh, Alliance Live HD in short order, and write a review of that before the end of the year, so it's going to yeah. preemptively put that on the list. No one can take it from you now, yeah. even though you might be lying. Um, that is a very good game. I believe it. I'll get around to it eventually. i got to replay Star Ocean again for the fifth time. Why? Uh, because Why? it's good. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I believe you. You haven't even played it, sir. I think I'm required by law to believe you about any Trias game at this point. <laughs> I had to fight up mightily to get him to play Resident Evil. Let's see. But yeah. Uh, and one last one uh, from Budai. Is Gao the most interesting character in FF6 mechanically? Just a non sequitur out of nowhere. I'll take it. I enjoy that question. Yeah, it sounds like your kind of thing. Yeah, I approve of this well, question. I, I, I can definitely say that if you're playing the game in Japanese, it's <laughs> a real pain to use his skill set because you have no references for what anything does. Actually, I don't think you have any references in English either, but you, at least you recognize the monster names more likely. Stray Cat. Um, I'm going to say no, actually. Because I still think Sabin. Is that how you actually say his name? So many... uh, say say Sabin because his Sabin, name is. Sabin, Sabin, There's no weird way to pronounce his name because, like, that's not his name in Japanese. Okay. Uh, I just find that whole, like, oh, let's use, uh, you know, fighting game commands for stuff in an RPG pretty cool, so. Right, left, right. Yeah, I always found that. The most interesting mechanically, because you've got all these characters. Well, you you pick an attack, or you pick a monster to turn into, essentially. And this one's enter this command, and if you fail, you don't get to use this attack. <laughs> don't screw it up. <laughs> I always found that to be pretty interesting. But yeah, I guess you can make the argument that Gao is the most interesting. But I'd always yeah, I don't think I'd argue that way. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. I've, I basically never used Gao, so it's, it's an interesting. But he's, he's blue magic. <laughs> he's 
He's blue magic mixed with the berserker. He's more like the shapeshifter in Final Fantasy Tactics Advance. Yeah. Except there are really no limits on what he can copy. Uh, he's also kind of like using the monster hearts in Dragon Quest Seven for a job class. Except again, no limits on what he can be. questions said it I feel like hold on someone asked me something on Twitter my memory didn't fail me for once uh, this is from Eric RPG hey, Here, here's a Q&A for you which third-party dev Miyazaki says they won't do it themselves would you have would you have be tasked with a remake he's talking about Demon Souls I don't know blue point probably blue point I kind of don't want to play Demon Souls again, though, so... <laughs> if you were forced to. I mean, like, I would... I would really just want them to reproduce it, because, I mean, like, I don't like it, but clearly a lot of people do, and I don't think anything that, would, that they would alter would make me like it, so just reproduce it, in which case, Blue Point, they're very good at that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm just going to go off on a rant. Well... Not completely. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say respawn because I really like Jedi Fallen Order and what they've kind of done in that space. So yeah, and plus they make pretty games, so they make it look. Nicer. That would be a very different interpretation, regardless. Sure, of what sure. Uh, but that's fine by me because I don't think that I think that game has aged like a fine glass of milk left out in the sun. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Uh, it's been very outmoded by its yes. in my opinion. Every game in that style that has come out after it has been way better. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, I don't know. Probably I would probably put my vote behind Blue Point because what people would want is the ability to play it on things that aren't the PS3, so... <laughs> I mean, I'm sure Sony Japan Studio could also probably do it because I mean, they were the they were development support originally, I believe, as well. But, yeah, hmm. I'm perfectly fine with not playing it again myself. <laughs> Bring back Ape Escape instead. Why? <laughs> it's a very good platformer. Listen, their last frickin' game was a VR hotshot skull. Yes, I know it's everybody's golf in English now, but it was hotshot golf for like 15 years. I don't know why it I like suddenly that. went back to the Japanese title. I like that title better. Everybody's golf or hotshot golf? Hotshots. Yeah. Hotshot golf part two. Wait, no. Man, now I'm thinking about how much... It, with such a symptom of being like 1998 or 99 when Hot Shots Golf 2 came out because you could play as Gex and freaking Sweet Tooth from Twisted Metal. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out exactly where the conversation has gone at this point. Mainly because I've just I've been distracted by a random set of battles in Scarlet Grace where my side and the enemy side somehow both managed to have 
um, combo attacks at the same time. <laughs> no. <Nice. laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, we were just. Man, how did we get on that subject? Oh, no. uh, oh yeah, we were talking about Demon Souls, and I was looking at Sony Japan Studios work, and uh, from there we got to frickin' uh, like what else they could remaster, and I just started ranting about Ape Escape. Terrible. I'm Ape Escape. What what is wrong with you? <laughs> I've you never not, played it, not... so I don't know. <laughs> I will. Oh man, <laughs> we're bringing back the platformer YouTube series so you can play some frickin' Ape Escape. Okay. Go on. I'll just play new Super Lucky Sail instead. You can do both. Nothing's stopping you from doing both, Tower. True. You absolute jack and ape. <laughs> I'll fight you. Okay, once once we're at the point where we're about to actually fist fight each other, we stop. So. Uh... <sighs> Phil, anything you'd like to plug? Well, you can always go over and listen to RPG Backtrack, or better yet, listen to The Hunt, Stories for Monster Hunter. I hear that has two fine hosts on it. Yeah, only the best. Talking about the best game series ever made, so there you go. Wow. Monster Hunter. It's like peanut butter and jelly. Uh, What have some of the recent Backtrack topics been? Well, we just, uh, I should know this, we just did a recording last night, but it was late, and I am older, so I tend to forget stuff. Uh, boy, it's on the tip of my tongue, and I just, I'm drawing a blank here. I guess, <laughs> <laughs> I, guess I can look at our website, because I'm just like, uh, hmm, I totally forgot what we talked about last night, too. Uh, oh, uh, Fire Emblem Echoes. Oh, okay. That's what we talked about. So yeah. one I haven't played yet. Lots, lots of opinions and lots of in-depth analysis full of all kinds of spoilers. <laughs> uh, that's is, what we do. Is the consensus good or bad? Um, good, good. Okay, but but there are some asterisks on that. And it was um, what you gonna call it? And then before that, we did Final Fantasy fifteen. Nice. What can I do for you? No, no, wrong one. <laughs> no. <laughs> Listen, we just start pl- singing "Stand By Me" instead. What can I do for you? Man, that is an awesome version of "Stand By Me" too. It is. Looking Stand forward to. Me. I'm looking forward to when the Switch Two comes out and Square decides now it's time to port it to 15. <laughs> Stand by me. Stand by me. I'm going for the full yeah, thing. We're just about out of things to do. <laughs> oh, absolutely. All right. Uh, questions, things, <laughs> places, stuff. Yeah, you can leave questions in the usual places. Uh, Twitter. Discord. Apparently, you can tweet at Wheels, and sometimes you'll remember it. Twitter. Uh, my, MySpace. Uh, you can leave, leave it on my live journal. Um Send him a message on Friendster? What the hell? 
leave me a message on AOL Instant Messenger. A big Orchid fan over here. Um. Oh God. Um. You can contact me on Telnet or on a what the hell are those what are those old thing calls. I'm just gonna gonna send him a message on the Yahoo group. <laughs> Freaking message in the BDS. Oh yeah, yeah. MySpace. Don't forget MySpace. I no, said MySpace. MySpace. I said MySpace. That's, Damn it. that's where things. That's where the idiocy started. <laughs> in actual places, you can send messages. Uh, you can put them in the Discord. You can put them in the comment section. You can uh, apparently sometimes tweet wheels, and he will sometimes yep. remember it. Leave me a message on Yahoo Messenger. On what, uh, the, what the heck were some of the old instant messenger clients? ICQ. ICQ, yes. Uh, you can hit hit me up on the IRC server. That doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> uh, somebody will be using it until the day we are all uplifted by the alien overlords. It's true. No, trust me, I, st- I still use IRC. It's not for that. <laughs> Down and down. Alright, on that note, I'm gonna hit the step button. Peace out, all. Thank you, Space Cowboy.